0: Speaking of the election, now that we know that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals are returning to Ottawa with a renewed mandate, what does that mean for you, your family, and your finances? Let's welcome in 640 uh, Toronto Global News Radio. Personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk joins us now. Rabina, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Jeff.
0: All right. I want to start with the child care because that was a big issue during the campaign. Comes with a big price tag for a lot of families in Canada. What does this Liberal win mean for families with small children, Rubina?
1: Yeah, so this child care program, which was unveiled in the budget, so we knew a lot about it going into the election, $10 a day child care. Um, the experts who have looked at the numbers say that in places like Toronto, for example, where child care can be as much as $22,000 a year for an infant to be in childcare, that could cut that cost in half. Uh, So that could really put a significant amount of money back in uh, everyday Canadians' pockets. Now, two things have to happen. One, they have to establish it, and it has to be accessible. So it can't just be, you know, a few pockets here and there. It has to be somewhere that's on the way to work, that's easy to get to, easy to pick up. So all those things still need to happen. But the evidence does show, Jeff, that uh, accessible, affordable $10-a-day childcare, as it has been in Quebec, Uh, does prop women up in the economy. Uh, Their participation rate for women was 4% below the national average uh, when uh, they first introduced it in 1997, and now it's 4% above the average. So it really does mean that it encourages women, which we need uh, to uh, restart this economy, uh, to get back to work.
0: Yeah, this pays dividends in so many ways for the economy as a whole. So can we expect this $10 daycare hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, or really, who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a question you'd have to ask Justin Trudeau, um, the prime minister. But um, I think that there is definitely um, a push to get this to happen quickly. I would think that before the next time they're up for election, because people would say, hey, you told us last election we'd get this $10 a day childcare. We still don't have it. So people, you know, they've made it into a real talking point. I, I mean, I was almost sick of hearing that word $10 a day childcare. Uh, but that is something that they have made front and center in this campaign. Uh, the NDP, which had it in their platform, it was almost identical. So I don't see any reason why this can't happen quickly because they will have support to get everything uh, to get everything through. Now it's a question of the provinces. Ontario, uh, by the way, has not signed up for this, uh, but now it's a, a case for the, the provinces to sign up and territories to sign up can access these funds.
0: Well, listen. If we're going to be having federal elections once every two years, clock is already ticking. It's time to get some stuff yeah. done. Yeah, uh, let's talk about housing as well because that was also a big issue in this campaign, Rabina. And can Canadians can they expect homes to become more affordable? Do you think under the Liberal government?
1: So you know, governments always like to tell you that they're going to make life affordable, and I think that they do. Uh, they uh, they do have tools to make that happen uh, through different tax credits and different incentives. But to really cool the housing market, the main thing that has to happen is interest rates need to rise. But the Liberal government did put in their platform a number of different... I mean, it was so many different things that they talked about in housing. A rent-to-own program, a new tax-free home savings account, which basically is like a TFSA. So this would be somebody under the age of 40 who's already exhausted their entire TFSA money. Good for them. And now they're going to access this new tax-free savings account. To help them save for a house so that's one thing that they they said they were going to do um and one thing i like the most is they want to end blind bidding we've talked about this before blind bidding to me is a really unscrupulous way to get people to uh to bid bid more and more on a house you have no idea what the person behind you has bid it should be an open auction you should know that you know x person has bid 650,000 so you can bid 675,000 and on and on rather than that person bidding 650 and you bidding 750 and you have no idea that you've just outbid that person by $100,000. Mm-hmm. dollars
0: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens if anything on that front for sure. Joined by personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk looking at how the new liberal government will affect you and your family's finances. How about taxes overall Rabina? Uh, The Conservatives, they, of course, were promising a GST holiday for the month of uh, December. But uh, should we all instead uh, get ready to, uh, I don't know, see tax increases? Because we got a pretty big COVID bill that we've all got to pay.
1: Yeah. So about that GST holiday, I know the Conservatives didn't win, so it's a non-issue now. But it was for one month. I want people to put in perspective what they were offering it was for one month and it's kind of a spend more save more right so you have to spend to pay GST so that's basically what they were saying that we're going to we're going to help people who spend a lot during the holidays uh save on their um on on their taxes which I don't like spend more save more programs but that's what they were that's what they were proposing now nobody talks about higher taxes on the campaign trail nobody talks about cutting services but we have a $500 500 billion dollar pandemic bill that has to be paid at some point in time. Now we were much better off financially going into um, going into the pandemic than, for example, the United States and many European countries. But we still have to pay this money down somehow. The platform that you know the Liberals uh, put forward is going to add 70 billion dollars. To our debt over five years, so there is no there's no real incentive of how we're going to get things to be paid down. They kept touting this is an NDP thing as well that they're going to tax the rich. So absolutely, they're going to probably if you are a high earner, so making more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can expect to pay more money on that higher amount that you're making. Um, Everyone pays the same amount of tax. It's only when it gets to a certain point that you pay that higher amount of tax on the last dollar you made. Uh, that's called a marginal tax rate. A lot of people argue that, you know, well, why should I pay more tax? No, you're paying the exact same amount of tax just on the higher part that you earn. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the only way they're going to do it is raise taxes. Some people have talked about, you know, could they raise the GST back to where it was uh, before it was brought down by the Conservatives? Um, that could be a possibility. Or cut services, which would obviously put some money uh, in Canadians' pockets. But I think it's easier to raise taxes than it is to cut services.
0: All right. When we talk about the cuts, do we know what the future of CERB is, and what is your advice for those who are currently on it?
1: So now the the, the, the CERB has been replaced by the CRB, the Canada Recovery Benefit. I believe it's winding down. I think this week, or maybe it's been extended, but. I personally think that all the wage subsidies, rent subsidies, any supports that the government has put out should not be taken away until the pandemic is over. A lot of people are saying that the job shortage is because people are on CERB and they can't get them to come back to work. That may be the case for a minority of people, but many people are on uh, the, the government benefits because they've got COVID, they're long haul COVIDers, they, they, they have had COVID, and I can't remember the exact way you'd uh, explain it, but when they, they have long haul COVID. Long haul, yeah. Long is exactly. Um, and so they're still feeling the effects of COVID-19. So obviously they can't be at work, or maybe they may not be able to do their job. Um, and also for some people who own small businesses, they just haven't been able to make the revenue that they were making, you know, before the pandemic. And so CERB helps them support their family. You know, going back to work and opening up their small business, it may not be give- giving them the kind of return that they did before. And so it's not. They don't want to take that chance. So. There's a lot of reasons why somebody may be on uh, CRB still, may still be taking government benefits. Um, I believe they want to, to, to extend them, and I think that that's the right thing to do. I mean, the economy, I know, is not the way that it was three, four months ago when we were completely shut down, but we're still not open 100%. You go to a restaurant, you know, I've been to restaurants where they tell you it's an hour and a half limit. You can't stay longer than that because they need to keep move, people moving. Otherwise, they're never going to make money.
0: Sure. Yeah. All right. Listen, we've uh, covered childcare, uh, housing, kind of taxes uh, overall. Is there anything else kind of out there uh, outstanding that the family should know with the uh, liberals returning to power once again, do you think, when it comes to their finances?
1: Yeah, I I think the the other big thing which fits into the economy is jobs. So they have a real big push, which I think is the right thing to create green jobs. Um, You know, Alberta is such a focus uh, for so many different good reasons. It's been such an economic engine for Canada. But as we like, you know, if climate change is going to be top of mind, we have to move away from uh, those oil and gas jobs and move towards more green jobs. And the only way that's going to happen is government incentives. So incentivize these companies to become more green. So that's I think that's a good thing. And more money for healthcare to hire things like doctors and nurses and PSWs, raising their salaries to at least twenty five dollars an hour. Which would mean a full-time PSW would be making fifty thousand dollars a year, which I still think is pretty low, but it's good. It's better than the thirty-eight thousand they're making currently. These are the, the people that have really suffered financially and physically and health healthwise the most during the pandemic. So that's I think another thing to watch. But it all costs money, Jeff. It's all going to cost us, and it has to come from somewhere. And you know, I'll be it'll be interesting to see where the Liberal government find money to pay for all these things and all these programs they've promised.
0: And not to mention inflation. And I want to end on that note, because you and I talked about that recently, the number out for August, 4.1%. It was a uh, record high. Obviously, prices are going up. has got to be a major concern for uh, Trudeau and the Liberal government uh, coming back. What, if any sort of uh, lever, can they pull here, do you think, uh, Rubina?
1: Yeah, so inflation, some of the inflation numbers are a little bit skewed because they're comparing it to a time where people were not traveling, were not using gasoline. And so the numbers are higher because of some of those specific categories. For example, gasoline prices are up uh, double digits year over year. Travel is up almost 20% year over year. So that is sort of skewing the numbers where it's not really 100% representative of normal times. Uh, The government can definitely, uh, you know, talk about inflation as much as they want, but they can't really do anything actively. It's really up to the Bank of Canada, so monetary policy, where they're going to actually be able to raise interest rates, cool inflation. I think that that's coming. I think eventually once the economy can manage it, Nobody wants to stay at these rock bottom rates. This is why we have a housing crisis. This is why, uh, you know, people are borrowing more than they can afford and just living paycheck to paycheck because money's so cheap and not saving. So it really is going to come down to which it looks like mid 2022 when the Bank of Canada, which is not influenced by the the federal government, raises interest rates slowly uh, so that people start to live in a more normal economy with normal interest rates.
0: All right, Rabina, I appreciate the time and the perspective as always. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Our personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk with us here on Global News Radio.